0: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
1: That fellowship that we enjoy with God, it will give us fullness of joy in our lives. There's nothing in this world that will provide joy for you that's lasting, not the kind of joy that God can provide. And then he says, God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So if we want to have fellowship with God, we must be in the light.
0: In today's scripture, John is speaking about the nature of God. The Lord is light, pure, and true. Light and darkness cannot coincide. If you're a Christian and you're living in a way that is contrary to God's Word, the scriptures say you are lying. That may be a tough reality to face, but there's hope. You are made new in Christ. Pastor Dan reminds you that God is light, so if you walk in the light, You walk where He is, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you from all your sin. How comforting it is to know this truth and to walk in freedom. And now, open your Bibles to the book of 1 John, chapter 1, as we join Pastor Dan for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
1: First John chapter one verse five. This is the message which we have heard from him and declared to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie, and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His Word is not in us. So in our, in our study last week, we looked at the first four verses of, of chapter 1, and John explained to us uh, that we have fellowship with God through Jesus Christ, and our fellowship with God brings fullness of joy into our lives. And now in verses 5 to 10, John expounds on this Uh, This fellowship with God that we enjoy. And he explains to us in these verses what is required for us to have fellowship with God. What is required for us to have fellowship with God. Look look at verse 5. The first thing that John tells us in verse 5 is that this message that he declares to us is not something that John made up himself. It's not just his own personal opinion about God or how to have a relationship with God, John says the message he declares comes right from the lips of Jesus. Uh, You know, I mentioned in an earlier study that John was the last living apostle. All of the other apostles were martyred for their faith in Jesus Christ. John is the only one who lived into uh, old age. He lived into his 90s. Uh, He wrote this letter... Uh, towards the end of the first century, some 60 plus years after Jesus ascended into heaven. Uh, And at the time that John wrote this letter, there there were false doctrines that were growing in popularity in the church, uh, false doctrines about God and the nature of God and our salvation. And these false doctrines were coming from people who had never laid eyes on Jesus Christ. And John says here, What I declare to you came right from Jesus Christ himself. This isn't my message about God, John says. This is what God has told us about himself. I heard it from him and I declare it to you, John says. And and this is the message that John heard from Jesus. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. What does that mean? What does that mean that God is, is light? We're well, speaking about the nature of God here. And to say that God is light, it, it means that God is absolutely pure. Just like light is, is pure. It means that God is absolutely holy. He's 100% righteous. He's 100% true. He's perfect in all of his ways. In Him is no darkness at all, John says. There's there's nothing dark about God. There's nothing shady about God. There's there's nothing hidden about who God really is or what God is, is, is really like. You know, sometimes with people, people present... Themselves in a certain way and then you find out later that they're not that way at all or you find out some kind of scandalous thing uh, that they've kept hidden about themselves. God's not like that. There's nothing hidden about Him or uh, what He's really like or His nature. There's nothing false about God, nothing unfair, nothing corrupt, nothing phony, nothing flawed. In his nature. And so John says here, if you you follow the flow, John says that we can have fellowship with God through Jesus Christ. We can have this, this oneness and this relationship and this communion with God through Jesus Christ. And that fellowship that we enjoy with God, it will give us fullness of joy in our lives. There's nothing in this world that will provide joy for you that's lasting, not the kind of joy that God can provide. And then he says, God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So if we want to have fellowship with God, we must be in the light. We must be in the light. We, we can't walk in darkness and have fellowship with God. Because light and darkness can't exist together in the same place. There's either light or there's darkness. But you can't have both at the same time. And so the point that John is is making here is if we are to have fellowship with God, we must be in the light. Because God is light. And in Him there's no darkness. Look look at verse 6. He says here now, If we say that we have fellowship with God... And walk in darkness, we lie (laughs) and do not practice the truth. John's pretty blunt here uh, in verse 6. John is in his 90s. (laughs) And sometimes older people can be pretty blunt. Uh, They're not concerned about hurting feelings or offending anybody. and, And so John just says it. He says here, if we say that we have fellowship with God and we walk in darkness, we lie. <laughs> You're a liar. You don't have fellowship with God. He says here, if we say we have fellowship with God, if we say that we have a relationship with God, if we say, I know God, we say, I, I'm a Christian, if we say that, what John is saying is a person can, can claim to have a relationship with God or think they have a relationship with God when they don't really have a relationship with God. Again, he, he says, if we say we, we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie, we don't practice the truth. What does it mean to walk in, in darkness? Well, the word walk, when you see that in the Bible, it, it, it's speaking of a lifestyle. He's talking about a pattern of living, the way that you live your life. And so let me just say, John's not referring to when we occasionally slip or we occasionally fumble or fail. He's not talking about occasionally sinning. He's talking about a regular practice. He's talking about a lifestyle of sin, walking in darkness a person cannot live in what the Bible calls sin or what the Bible says is wrong or immoral or ungodly or compromise and at the same time have fellowship with God. It's light and darkness. You can't have them together at the same time. If you're a Christian, if you say that you're a Christian and you're living in a way that is contrary to God's Word, Listen to me. If you claim to be a Christian, and you're living in a way that's contrary to God's word, John says to you, liar, liar, pants on fire. You're wrong. You're lying. You are not in a relationship with God. You may say that you are, but you're not. Your lifestyle proves that you're not. Listen to some of these verses Uh, These are the words of Jesus. Jesus speaking says, I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. A, A true believer in Jesus Christ, a person who is a true believer, should not abide in darkness, should not continue in darkness. John chapter 8, verse 12. Again, Jesus speaking. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. A follower of Jesus shall not walk in darkness. So if I'm walking in darkness, that means I'm not following Christ. I may say that I am. I might come to church, but I'm not truly following Christ if I'm walking in darkness.
0: We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners.
1: If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m., I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com.
0: Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message.
1: Here's the thing. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says, God has called us out of darkness, right? Into his marvelous light. We used to walk in darkness before we knew Christ. Then we encountered Jesus Christ and he transformed our lives and and he gave us new life. He saved us and we were born again and Jesus called us out of a life of sin. He called us out of a life of bondage. He called us out of a life of falsehood and immorality and compromise. And He called us out of that so that we can walk in the light with Him and have a relationship with Him. It says in Second Corinthians, "If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation, and the old things pass away, and everything is made new." And if I'm truly following Christ, I'm not going to walk in da- in darkness any longer. A true believer doesn't walk in darkness. The Bible says anyone who names the name of Christ departs from their iniquity. They leave it. And what John is saying here is is you can't have a double life if you're a Christian. Light and darkness cannot exist together in a person's life at the same time any more than light and darkness can exist in a room at the same time. The room is either dark or it's light. It can't be both. Either the light's on or the light is off, and it's dark. And the same is true for a Christian in their personal life. You you can't be walking in the light and walking in darkness at the same time. Now, look at verse 7. Verse 7 is a wonderful verse. But, here's the contrast to walking in darkness. If we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and, that's not all, the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. What a great verse that is, man. What a great verse. God is light. So if we walk in the light... We walk where He is. God is light. If we walk in the light, we walk where He is. We're in His presence. We're in fellowship with Him. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us of all our sin. I want you to notice here, it doesn't say, if you walk a perfectly straight path and never slip and never stumble, the blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse you of all your sin. It doesn't say that, does it? Praise the Lord. It doesn't say that. It says if you walk in the light. Listen, it's it's not how you walk. It's where you walk. If you walk in the light, you're, you're not walking in darkness. There's no hidden sin in your life. There's no shady things that you're involved in that you don't want anyone to see. You know, we, we tend to do sin in the dark. If you think about it. Just to think about sin. Uh, you think about a, a bar, for example. Lights are always dark in a bar, aren't they? When they want people to leave at closing time, what do they do? They turn the lights on and they scatter like cockroaches, Right? <laughs> Because we like to sin in darkness and walking in darkness where we've got sin in our lives that we don't want anybody to see versus walking in the light. And I'm walking in the light. I'm I'm, I'm in the presence of the Lord. I'm in fellowship with him. I'm abiding closely with him. And as you walk in the light, as you're just walking with the Lord in the light, as you do, it says the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you of all your sin. Now that word cleanses there, it's in the present tense. And what does that mean? That means the blood of Jesus Christ continually cleanses you of all your sin. As you walk in the light, we still sin, we still fail. We still blow it from time to time. As we're walking in the light and we sin, we fall short, the blood of Jesus Christ continually cleanses us. So that we can continue to have fellowship with God uninterrupted. And notice what it says. It says, The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from most sin. It doesn't say that, does it? All sin. All sin. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us of all sin, and it doesn't matter what. The sin is. It doesn't matter how bad it is. The blood of Jesus Christ can cleanse you of your sin, no matter what it may be. And you may think, well, you don't don't know what I've done. And you're right, I don't know what you've done, but I know what verse 7 says. And verse 7 says, all sin, and all means all. Whatever your sin may be, the blood of Jesus Christ can cleanse you of it. Now look at verse 8. If we say, and this is just what we're saying, it's not true, but it's what we're saying. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Now, I, I personally think that verse 8 is a very fitting verse for the days that we live in, uh, because today people don't view their sin as sin. People don't use that word to describe their actions anymore. They don't think of themselves as sinners. Instead of of saying sin, people today say, well, I made a mistake. Or um, it was an accident. Or it's just a struggle I have. People today will say, you know, I'm a good person. I'm not really that bad, or I'm only human, or nobody's perfect. And and today, the big thing is to just uh, make an excuse. Make an excuse for your sin. And we don't call sin, sin. We don't say that this is wrong, or that's immoral, or that's ungodly. We don't call it what it is. And John says here, The person who says, I have no sin, is deceiving himself. The word they're deceiving, it it can also mean delusional. They're delusional. If if you think you have no sin or that you're a good person at heart, you're deceiving yourself. Listen to some verses here. Uh, This is out of Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse twenty. For there is not a just man on earth who does good and does not sin. Not a one. The Bible says we all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. That's why we all need a Savior. Isaiah 53, uh, verse 6. All we, remember all means all. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him, on Jesus, the iniquity of us all. We've all gone astray. We've all turned at some point in our lives to our own way instead of God's way. Uh, In Romans chapter 3, it says there's none good, no, not one. There's none righteous, not one. That we're all guilty before God. We all sin. And the reason we all sin is because we're all sinners (laughs) by nature. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And so for someone to say they, they have no sin is to say they don't need Jesus, they don't need a Savior, they don't need the cross. Look at verse 8 again. Verse 8 says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So the person who says, I, I, I have no sin, or I'm, I'm a good person, or... There's nothing that I need to ask God forgiveness for. I haven't done anything all that bad. He says, that person doesn't know the truth. Again, they may say that they know God. They may say that they're a Christian. But if they say they have no sin, they, they don't know the truth. And the fact is, that, and, and maybe maybe this is just my experience, but I suspect it's your experience too, uh, the longer you walk with God, the longer you walk with Jesus Christ, the more you realize just how sin is deeply ingrained in your heart. Has anybody else gone through that experience? Brent has. Anybody else? <laughs> right? You know, I, like, when you're first saved, at least this was kind of my experience, when you're first saved, you know, it's like, it's like the Holy Spirit immediately deals with the big kind of external sins in your life and removes them. And you think, well, hey, I'm doing pretty good. Like, I'm not doing all of these all this junk I used to do anymore. And I've you know, straightened out my life kind of thing. The Lord's straightened out my life. And he deals with kind of the big external things. But then after that, he starts dealing with your heart. And the hidden things. Like pride. And selfishness. And it seems the longer you walk with the Lord, the just the more you realize just just how ingrained these things are in your in your nature. And the things that when you were first saved, they were like a big deal, and I guess they are a big deal. That wow, like the Lord delivered me from that. I'm not doing this anymore, and I'm not going there anymore. And you think, wow, I've I've made you know I've come a long way, kind of thing. But then you get down to the matters of the heart. It's like, man, why am I still this way? Why am I still so selfish?
2: He asked
1: me how I know,
2: and I say, truer than the finest crystal."
0: That's all we have time for today on Ring of Truth. Thanks for joining Pastor Dan as he continued his verse by verse, chapter by chapter study of the Book of First John. If you'd like a copy of today's message, you'll be able to find it on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes so you never miss an edition of this program. Every time we post something new, you'll be notified. We'd love to hear from you, too, and learn how Ring of Truth has impacted your life. Please take some time soon to give us a call at 410-491-4592. Please let us know how we can be praying for you, too. And if God's doing something wonderful, we'd love to rejoice with you. That number again to reach us is 410-491-4592. Do you live in the Baltimore, Washington area? If so, you're invited to join us here at Calvary Chapel this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. for a time of worship and Bible study. Calvary Chapel is located in Columbia, Maryland, only minutes from Route 95, Route 29, or Route 100. Find out more at our website. One more time, that's calvaryec.com. With that, our time with you has come to an end. Tune in next time to learn more from the book of 1 John with Pastor Dan, right here on Ring of Truth.
2: I